Welcome to BCC in 3 Talk, your decentralized hub for all things Web3. From blockchains to cryptocurrencies to NFTs, we airdrop knowledge and analysis from industry insiders, journalists, and founders. I'm your host, Jason Rowlett, a writer and editor at BCCN3.com. Now, let's get on with today's show. Hey everyone, welcome to BCCN3 Talk. You can subscribe to our newsletter all about crypto, the blockchain, NFTs, and Web3 at bccn3.com. Right now on our podcast, this episode of This Week in Web3, I am joined, as always, by my co-writer at BCCN3, Keegan King. Keegan, how are you, man? Doing pretty good. Uh, crypto's hitting a bit of a rebound following the Super Bowl and SEC. Talk about banning retail staking. So yeah, that's might be on the up. yeah. The SEC has been awesome this week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got uh, several uh, you know news items happening this week. Um, you had written an article about Ave and Ledger uh, partnering up together in DeFi. Uh, tell us about that partnership. It's pretty neat. Um, I, I I don't think anyone really expected it, but it's not a big surprise. Um, having a wallet and a DeFi kind of protocol, you know, collaborating makes a lot of sense. I think there's a lot of people that are encouraged to get ledgers over Trezors for whatever reason. But, you know, when that, that happens, a lot of people will buy it. And I think personally from using the first time I used a cold wallet, I was pretty confused. Uh, I was just kind of like, I thought this would be a lot easier, more simple, um, but it's very it's a lot of foreign sort of asset management going on. It's a little different. And if you're new to crypto, it will be confusing. So it's kind of hard for a lot of people that buy these things, use it. Like I got a cold wallet, but I like MetaMask more because it's on my computer. It's faster and it's easier to access. However, by bringing Aave into Ledger, I think the people at Ledger kind of like noticing that and thinking, well, let's just, make it more direct, you know, Hey, if this is where you want to manage your crypto, you know, let's, let's try and make it a bit easier. You can just access these protocols within our app. Um, so you can kind of avoid that steep education, um, curve that, that troubles a lot of people. Um, I mean, I, I know that's kind of how I felt. Uh, I use Aave pretty frequently, so it's, It'll be interesting to see how the platform as a whole reacts and how they have this new kind of customer base who probably isn't aware of this stuff, right? I mean, people get these cold walls to put their money on it and they just kind of let it go. I, th I think actually using DeFi is something that's a bit more, I won't say advanced, but I think a lot of people just see it and just kind of ignore it for the most part. So it's kind of cool to to see this integration. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I also use Ledger, but yeah, especially when we're trying to, you know, you know, get, get not your keys, not your crypto and trying to take it off the exchanges all the time is it's difficult for a lot of people because um, it is a bit of a complex process. But yeah, it would be nice to see. Uh, so we wish them the best on that. Also, they, um, they had their 
they're uh, I don't know if it's Ghost Token, mm. G H O, is now live on the test net. So I'm wondering, you know, Abe is probably trying to like time it so once their token goes live on the main net, people on Ledger will be able to like have immediate access to it and begin using it. Um, so I don't I don't know so much about that. That's that doesn't seem as convenient to the customer as you know just integrating Aave onto Ledger. That seems more like you know pushing a certain coin on them um, and kind of disguising it as convenience. So I'm not sure how I feel about the Ghost token with this announcement, but yeah. it is interesting and it was certainly a part of the decision making on their side. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Um, whether it's successful. Again, this is probably like one of those, you know, the ghost token, you know, it's kind of like what you wrote. Yeah, are we in, are we creating another situation where it's, it's just a protocol making their own buyback token? Yeah, right. You know, is this just going to be another token that we're going to pretend is linked to something and is going to crash at the, you know, the wrong time for everybody? Um, yeah. I don't know. What, you wrote that this week, last week? No, that was two weeks ago. Yeah, um, about the uh, the altcoins going up. Um, was that the one you were referring to? Was no, it, uh, when a company buys back their tokens. Oh yeah, yeah. That one uh, that one hasn't come out yet. But yes, uh, the buybacks uh, basically are they they can have good things. Uh, associated with them. There are good reasons to, for a company to buy back its tokens. Um, it can show confidence that it has, that, that the team has in its own product, that they're going to shore up their uh, market exposure. And so therefore they're saying that they believe in the long term of this project. That provides confidence for the investors. Um, and they're also giving up money. So it looks as though they're not, uh, they aren't out for a money grab up front. So that's good too. However, it can also raise red flags in the sense that uh, it can signal there might be a problem with insolvency, that they're trying to stave off insolvency. Um, maybe they can't pay back a loan. Uh, there could be any number of reasons. And if they're buying up cash, or sorry, if they're buying up their tokens for cash, what are they then doing with that cash? Uh, they're taking it away from R&D, marketing, hiring new better team members uh, it there's a lot of facets to it but it's definitely token buybacks are, are a double-edged sword and we saw a lot of it going on with most of the exchanges uh, last year that collapsed uh, it, it I think was, it's something to, to <laughs> FTX was the worst watch course, out for so. too yeah yeah definitely this would not be on the same scale as FTT or uh, Terra yeah, not on, not on that scale. Celsius was doing it. Um, Genesis had done it. Again, those two because of direct insolvency. Now FTX was insolvent as well, but it was doing a lot more. They had Gary Wang had programmed a backdoor literally into their exchange to then move yeah, money over good. to Alameda. That's a bit of a problem. And their balance sheet was... Uh, that it still surprises me that they actually, when CoinDesk uh, broke that story, that they actually gave their balance sheet to CoinDesk, who published it. And, yeah, and it's like, 
You totally <laughs> like, exposed ah, you caught us. Yeah. It's like, let's, let's, uh, <laughs> it makes me wonder if they were so incompetent yeah. that they didn't realize the errors in their balance sheet. That's what it looks like. You know, yeah. they're like, yeah. all right, here, yeah, check it out. Look at this. And it's like, okay, you gave me a balance sheet, but all the numbers are really bad. Yeah. It's like, what do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's kind of, kind of how that uh, Caroline Ellison yeah. girl's kind of sounds when she talks. Yeah. His... <laughs> well, and a couple of weeks ago, he, SBF tweeted out a, a screenshot of his spreadsheet. And, and people were responding back like, hey, I can type on a spreadsheet too. Like, that just doesn't Yeah, how does mean... that prove anything? Yeah, it's like, well, these were the numbers. This was the balance. See, it was solvent the whole time. Well, did you just Isn't write that? Isn't that what the blockchain's I mean, for? Yeah, exactly. Like the blockchain's for that sort of thing, Show isn't us it? a screenshot of the blockchain, <laughs> not your spreadsheet that Yeah, that we don't why trust. don't you tell us the, yeah. which, which blocks were, was this happening on? That's what we want to know. Because mm-hmm. it is really bizarre, especially coming from someone oh. at his position. The, the number of... he should have... Oh. <sighs> he, he has, he sh- at least he should have the experience of knowing how to explore, you know, the blockchain. Use the block explorers. Right. Um, you know, if you're a billionaire, head of a crypto exchange, that shouldn't be a difficult thing to do. Yeah. So the fact that he shows a screenshot instead of, you know, specific transactions <laughs> kind of further emphasizes how stupid it is. Like, I don't know if but he's I think, that, uh, he must think everybody is so stupid. Uh, that That's what that showed. Here. Everybody yeah. will believe I mean, it. I don't, uh, yeah, there's a lot of weird things you can say about that guy that, that's already been said. Yeah. I think. With Ave, um, they don't have the best uh, relationship with their customers. Hmm. You'll if you go on their forums, uh, you know, because I use Ave and I've gone on their forums. There, there are a lot of people that complain about Ave's not being very responsive to the people that have concerns or if something doesn't work. You know, of course, like, well, it's decentralized, it's uninsured. If you make a mistake, it's a mistake. But there, there's still that kind of you still want that kind of cushion of, hey, I want a customer service rep to actually explain if I've done something wrong, if something happens on the platform, you know, and if I'm right or, you know, right or not with this sort of thing. And there's generally no response. It's just a community that just says, hey, I have a problem. Someone says, you know, did this help? And they say, no. Did obviously say anything? No. This is, I lost all my money to liquidation. And, I mean, I get it, you know, know these things before you get involved in them, but you, you still need at least somebody to respond. I know Coinbase has a similar issue, um, which, okay, great. So you have that kind of poor reception. Again, I use Aave and their platform's not very good compared to Compound and PancakeSwap. I find those to be a lot more just kind of well-maintained. You know, there's a lot of times where you'll be on Ave and it just gets stuck. You know, you'll be trying to do a transaction and it just won't work. And when you're, you know, lending and borrowing, you have a liquidation risk. You don't want your funds to just get stuck for half an hour. And that's that's an issue and that's going to cause problems. And now they're coming out with this token of their own. And granted, Aave already has a token. They already have an Aave token. Mm-hmm. And so kind of going back to what you wrote, you know, you know, the red flags of buying back a, a token. It just seems like they, like, did you guys see 
what happened to FTX and thought, yeah, we can get away with that. Yeah. Because that's what it feels like, and that's what it looks like. And it's something that I'm going to be skeptical about and unapologetically about it yeah. um, as a user. So it's just well, it's a little weird. Since I wrote that, and, and I, I have been growing in my skepticism, but I am skeptical of any exchange token that is nat- native to that exchange. I mean, it's that's a bad way to say it. A, a, <laughs> an exchange native token. Uh, as far as I know, Coinbase does not have its own token. But I mean, you have FTX with FTT. You had. I think they uh, have wrap tokens, but oh, I think they? that's it. Okay. Just right. just wrap. Just wrap. It's not like they're yeah. actual. So it's token. it's a little different. Yeah, you have. I mean, you had FTT. You had Celsius had Cell. Uh, what was did Genesis have one? Genesis had one. I can't think of the. Uh, I'm. I think I'm thinking of. You might be thinking of Gemini. I'm sorry, Gemini. Yeah, is that it? Um, but. Again, you're giving money to an exchange that's already making money off of every transaction you make with other coins that you buy. So again, that seems odd. And what are they what what other value are they providing other than discounts on other tokens? That's what FTT was doing. Oh, you'd get rewards, staking rewards, and you'd get discounts on um I believe it was other or transaction fees. Well, you know, I know there's another thing that does something really similar to that, where they like give you rewards for yeah. you know that kind of thing. Uh, casinos in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen. Hey man, <laughs> you want Breaking to go news. to MGM or Caesars? Yeah. They they'll give you a little rewards membership card. Caesars Palace. No, no yeah. hate on them. That that's that's their business model. That's totally fine. Yeah. But yeah, on, on FTT's side, it looks weird. You know, why yeah. am I getting all these benefits? Where are these benefits coming from? Right, right. And it's it's bizarre, and it's just the similarities are just so obvious at this point. After all these curtains have dropped, and yeah. the illusion has disappeared. Well, and it's it's the old the old adage in broadcasting where if the product is free to you or the service is free to you then you are the product. In other words, as an advertiser, an advertiser is paying for, let's say, radio or a podcast. That's because they are selling, uh, the producer is selling the number of ears and eyeballs that are watching that to the advertiser. You as the viewer and the listener are being sold to the advertiser. That's what was going on with um, FTX, which was okay, they're, they're providing you some sort of value so that it looks like you're getting something out of your purchase. But you, they were being, those investors were being sold ultimately to Alameda for no money. And then look what happened. They couldn't get their money back out because it never existed. It existed, but it that's, was taken away and they couldn't get, get it back out. That's the same out. concept too for yeah. a lot of these alpha groups, right? Yeah. Trading NFTs is you're not you're not getting in on some hot news service because right newsflash all the alpha groups call the same projects right right when something hyped comes out they all call the same thing and some of them might call a little earlier than others but ultimately it's the project 
you know, paying the leaders of these alpha groups to promote the project to their community. And so while you think you're buying a product that'll make you a better NFT trader, you're really just volunteering and giving them money to be advertised to by these other people right? Uh, who really don't have much of a say whether the NFT is good or not. The only thing that they can really say is we've paid off all the alpha groups. Right. At least all the ones that matter. Yeah. Right? Because that's what they'll start to say is, oh, we got ApeList. We got Moonbirds. Yeah. We got, you know, we, we got yeah. Underground buying in on it. Yeah. And all of a sudden you realize, wait, I'm – I'm I'm the product. I'm the one that's going to be purchasing these things. Yeah. Because these guys told them. However, the guys that made it paid these guys to tell me. So it's almost exactly the same concept. Yeah. Uh, just with that added level of gambling. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> FTX was busy buying real estate in upstate New York. Uh, as well as in the Bahamas, and a fleet of cars, evidently, they found out in court this week, um, and all kinds of things that were... A fleet of cars? I don't think I heard about and that. They had a fleet of cars. Well, they had, um, uh, this this week, and I wrote about this in our breaking news, uh, there was in the Delaware bankruptcy court, where the bankruptcy side is uh, of the FTX issue is uh, being uh, tried. Uh, they had moved... billion worth of assets from their Bahamas entity over to their U.S. counterpart. So now it's sort of a who's in charge of the the jurisdiction, like which jurisdiction is this in? And part of that, part of those assets were a fleet of cars, things that employees were um, using. A lot of it was like office furniture. I'm thinking, how are you spending billions of dollars on (laughs) office furniture? Office furniture? I mean, that was only part of it, but still, it was, you know, it, it was I mean, all kinds of little assets and digital assets, too. And But they... It kind of goes back to the uh, the incompetency of the leadership of FTX. Yeah. Because everyone knows the best furniture for money laundering is mattresses. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. They've been used since the Great Depression. So. You're buying chairs yeah. and desks? Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. You did it wrong, guys. Yeah. Uh, from day, this the entire thing. You could have got away. You were this close. You were they that were that close. close. Yeah. They really were. And then they just. And apparently they had moved that $7.7 billion uh, just days before they went bankrupt. So he knew all this stuff he says about, oh, I didn't know. And I'm not a part of that side of it. And I was caught unawares. He knew. Yeah, of course he knew. So of course he they, knew. We all know that. The, but he, he, they gave the balance sheet to Coindesk, yeah. and then he's like, oh, we need to get out real quick because yeah. I just looked at it after we gave it to them. Which makes it all the more ridiculous. <laughs> this thing has been so ridiculous so all the way. I, he, he really is trying to pull the wool over everybody's eyes. And uh, like I said, you know, Kevin O'Leary out there blaming the whole thing on CZ because CZ wouldn't step in and buy up their token. When it's not his responsibility, yeah, you know, I mean, he backs out of a deal. So what? So when his it's his uh, fault that FTX collapsed. Are you kidding me? Go bankrupt. <laughs> Do we just immediately start like blaming all the other people on Shark Tank? We should. We should. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Like, oh wow, Mr. Wonderful's business collapsed. It yeah. must be the Shark Tank's fault. Yeah. Obviously, it's not his, right? Mr. Wonderful has lost his reputation in the in the eyes hey, of. I many. mean, if. 
anyone that watched his podcast and the way he talked about Ethereum staking yeah. or the merge yeah. back in the summer uh, should know this guy doesn't actually care or really know the specific yeah. details. Um, yeah, he's just paid off. I think it was the summer of 2019. He was on CNBC just burying Bitcoin. You know, it's a scam, all that kind of stuff. Two years later, and $15 million later, he's all agog about Ethereum, Bitcoin, crypto. It's the best thing ever. I know Everybody one kind thing of I saw him, too. He, mm. was, he was talking about, he kept saying virgin Bitcoin. Mm, yeah. I had no idea what he was getting at. Because he's like, yeah, you know, virgin Bitcoin's better than blood Bitcoin. It's like, and oh. I was getting so confused because he was like, he was trying to like say the Bitcoin that's mined in China was worse than Bitcoin that's just like mined directly from like ethical sources. Okay, or something that's like just that. uneducated. That's yeah. I was yeah. just like, what are you getting at with this? Because like, there is no such th- like this Bitcoin. You can break it up. Who like it's <laughs> who is this guy? It doesn't make any sense. Like it's mined yeah, the it's same like, way everywhere. That's that doesn't matter where it's mined. <laughs> And and it can be mined in fragments. Yeah, right? because exactly. I th- the current the current Coinbase right now is what six point two five or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was a... Current buy rate. Bitcoin's almost at twenty five thousand. By the way, as we record this, up seven percent for the past day. Yeah, right now it is. Six point twenty-five Bitcoin uh, for every block that's mined, right. and then obviously that's going to get halved. Yeah, in, in uh, I think March next of year. next year. Yeah, a year from now, March. Yeah, yeah. and so it's going to be what three point twelve five or something like that. Yeah, three point one two five. Which yeah. immediately removes this bizarre virgin Bitcoin argument. Yeah, like oh, it's it's the whole coin before it got broken up and it's like dude it, it arrives broken up like yeah <laughs> yeah it's like it's fragmented what are you talking about dude it's yeah. it just doesn't make sense like and i noticed that like when i listened to him talk about crypto yeah he would explain these things that just maybe this is like all coming from F- sbf maybe his incompetency yeah like influenced other people's incompetency because he was like oh yeah the virgin bitcoin is actually more valuable it's yeah. like actually it's not it's worth the exact same. Well, I would... You know, one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and you know he didn't get that money out of <clears throat> FTT or any crypto, the majority of the... And I'm talking the 15 million. He got that off of the brand deals they were doing with Larry David and Tom Brady and all that stuff. He was right. out there shilling FTX because everybody was. And that, by the way, is a real red flag. It is incredible that you have this curly haired dude who's you know slob yeah he's he drives a corolla which is nothing against corollas but he's not your typical elitist and yet he's running around with all these elitists he's on the stage in davos with bill gates and bill clinton and it's like who is this guy he's he's getting he's with giselle um giselle Bunchen and you know, Tom Brady and all. Whatever you say it. What in the world? How does this guy have these connections? And well, the, I I don't know all the things. I don't, I don't all the reasons for that. But his his parents are very well connected Stanford lawyers. Uh, but 
you know, it's 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 weird that he be, became the top guy at this pyramid. Um, other than he yeah, he could he could and, build the thing, and he did. But and yeah. I think it's time that crypto people learn from these mistakes because yes, you know, like we were talking about the Ave token that's coming out and their new partnership with Ledger. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this is really one of those moments where. You know, it's time to to say, like, did you learn your lesson? Mm-hmm. Do you still trust these tokens that are based off of nothing and get bought back by these businesses? Or are you going to avoid it and maybe go to a better platform? Yeah. Or just, you know, partake in self-custody a lot stronger than last year. Yeah. You know, because there's no reason to hold money on any platform. No. Um, especially it's unregulated, it's uninsured. If it's not, if again, not your keys, not your crypto. And I'm, I'm hoping, I'm, one, I'm hoping Ave doesn't screw this up. Yeah. But two, I'm hoping investors are wiser at this point. If, yeah. if the FTX collapse, Terra Luna, Gemini, 3AC, and Celsius, if all of that happened, and Ave follows a similar route and the same amount of people get burned. We really are in an environment where education does not happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm curious to see what what the outcome is. And it probably won't happen overnight. This will probably be something that happens in a couple of years. Yeah, a lot of those uh, uh, if at all. I, I wrote a couple of weeks ago how the, the meme coins not meme coins, but the coins of those exchanges like Voyager, Cell, um, and a lot of those were pumping and, and people were saying on crypto Twitter, what is going on? Why would people be investing in Voyager and Cell? You know, the, and yet they were. And uh, people bought right back into Terra Luna. Terra Luna's got a thing now. The uh, two founders of um, 3AC are now launching their new coin a new project and it's like you gotta be who, the dumbest person on the planet yeah who, to, who is trusting you to buy back into any of these yeah. like what why why is do Kwan hiding in allegedly in serbia right now but he's he's trying to get new things going new projects and all this stuff the, you know one of these things is not like the other um the, the guy shystered everybody he, he's on the run. He's got a red alert, the highest alert from Interpol. He's hiding in Eastern Europe somewhere, allegedly, and he's going to start a new project that he wants us all to buy into. No thanks. Uh, just unreal. But and he's not the only one. I mean, he, he's he's a he's a standout candidate, but he's certainly not the only one. The founders at. Uh, there's only one crypto bro out there. I guess yeah. as long as people are willing to buy Logan Paul's NFTs, they're going to be willing to <laughs> buy crypto coins from yeah. some dude that scanned the entire industry. Yeah. Or yeah. multiple dudes that did that. Uh, and, sh- so, you know, I'll say on that, on Logan Paul, shout out to CoffeeZilla for calling him out on his crypto zoo nonsense. Like, intensely. Like, yeah. not, not just a little bit. He yeah. drove home the point that what was happening was... Yeah was like I don't know illegal I don't know if he was anything illegal he he had said but that, it was questionable yeah he said that his programmer ran off with the code which is first of all that's very suspicious number one 
So if you hire if you hire a coder, you own the code as proprietary property, uh, as a business. Uh, number two, he was taking pictures of wildlife off of National Geographic. Uh, <laughs> there, there was that. So it, it was just the whole thing was a, a sham, and nobody ever got access to it. He just kept saying on his website how we're still in the build process, we're in beta, and all that kind of stuff. Well. Let's just say also the awful quality of the game they were making where you just get this yeah. picture and you combine it with another picture. Yeah. Like that was on point actually. Well, yeah, actually the that was NFT community. The NFT community looked at that and went, I like That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's fun. That's where the money's at. And it's just, and again, it's just, Hey man, no one ever said a slot machine was a fun game. It's just addicting. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody pulls a lever to slot it's machine because so... it's fun. It's, yeah, like you just if you want to like yeah. pull something like do pull ups. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it's uh, it, it was just bizarre that that game yeah was like to a lot of people entertaining yeah. or just the potential to be entertaining because they never finished it. Yeah. And it's just, this makes me worry. I'm like, what what is the bar for the standards of these games that are going to be made? And yeah. How do you really think people are going to get into them? When yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's it's kind of scary. Also, I noticed Alpha Callers. Uh, a lot of them say, "Oh, they got a new game coming out." Everyone buys the NFT and then they immediately sell it because they don't actually care about the game. Right. Yeah. It's just marketing. It's just a marketing speech. It's just a giant fake thing. So if you actually want to play a game with an NFT, it's just sorry. Yeah. Um, they're just as bad as these fake tokens that companies buy back. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a mess. Um, 2022 was good in the sense of how much it revealed. So uh, uh, we have to True. we we have to uh, we have to learn as much as we can. But all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap it up. That's it for this week in Web Three. We appreciate you listening and invite you to follow us on Twitter at bccn three underscore media. And you can also follow us on LinkedIn and subscribe to our newsletter, bccn3.com. Keegan, thanks so much for your insights and uh, contributions today. Definitely. And we will see you here next week on uh, This Week in Web3. Take care, everyone. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Follow us on Twitter at BCCN3 underscore media and subscribe to our newsletter at BCCN3.com. From our website, you can also join in the conversation in our Discord channel and Reddit page. And we will see you here next time on BCCN3 Talk.